Hey everybody, welcome back to the Daily Anime Podcast. It's me, Jefferson, and we're returning with our coverage of Legend of the Galactic Heroes, episode 13, When the Rain Comes. And so in the previous episode, we know that the Alliance is staging like a really large assault on the Imperial territory now that they have um, captured Ezalon. I'm not going to backtrack on that, but this episode is actually showing the Empire and basically um, Lohengram laying out his plans. And his plan is to basically stretch out the Alliance supply line so that they will eventually starve. Now, I like how the person who he has explained this plan is Oberstein, because it's probably him and Oberstein that came up with this evil plan, because the Alliance is assumed to play the role of liberator, and so they will provide food for the people in these peripheral colonies that they're going to take over, and um, because of that, they're going to run short on their supplies, especially like the further and further they go into the Imperial territory, and it's like, oh... I was like, yeah, you would have Oberstein <laughs> play the role of, uh, like, setting out this evil plan. But, um, yeah, most of the action in this episode um, shows the evacuation of one planet. Um, and it is done under the command of Commodore Ulrich, who is just, you know, he's just out there flying around, doing his patrols. And so he gets the orders, and he's, like, his men are just like, hey... Um, these orders look wrong. You're telling us to take all the food from the citizens of the Empire? That's kind of evil. How are they going to eat? And then Ulrich is just like, eh, it's probably a good plan. I trust Lohengram. And he carries out the plan and he says, these ships go here, here, here. Um, And then he says, we will go to the planet Kleingelts. And on the planet Kleingelts, um, he convinces the Viscounts over the course of the episode that the plan is good, that they should cooperate, and if they didn't cooperate, then he would be forced to take away all their food. He plays the role of, like, the hesitance um, bureaucrats, well, warrior warrior bureaucrat, as I'm carrying out my orders, and please just agree, there's a time, and the Viscount waits till the end and says, please take my um, daughter-in-law, and please take my uh, grandson, they're young, I'm old, I'm going to stay here with my people. And um turns out the daughter-in-law was actually Ulrich's childhood lover. And she decides to stay, but um, Ulrich takes Cle- um, Kleingelt's grandson, Carl, and they're gonna, he's going to take him back to Odin where he can be raised um, away from all these conflicts. And they take away the food the alliance is greeted as liberators and we see them distributing food and the episode ends and i guess there's a there's a lot of interesting things to say but i i really want to talk about viscount kleingel's decision to stay on the planet um one we see his display of true nobility where in previous episodes um we see like all these corrupt nobles and odin here is like literally like someone who's on the outskirts of the empire who founded and settled and um cultivated the planet displaying the finest qualities of being his people's patriarch who stands by them and this would function as like the dream work of an aristocratic system of governance wherein is like yes um my lord actually cares about we, the petty peasants. Um, and it also he also states something interesting in that he wants to be 
with his parents and his son and his ancestors who cultivated the planet, died and were buried there. And it's like really interesting because this this is like a very sentimental um, type outlook where we see his attachment to his territory is also based on his attachment to the people who came before him and the people he lost and buried. And this actually reminds me of something that I heard in a class like years ago was that some of the earliest cities were uh, necropolises. And like the city of Paris, which is a very old city, if you didn't know, like in the middle of the city is like this giant cemetery and it goes down like very deep. There's like horror movies made about it. But um, the idea is, is that when people bury their dead, they don't want to leave the dead. And so they stay nearby and they cultivate settlements around that. And it's like, oh, it's very cool to see this in this cute little sci-fi show. And then there's Veer. Um who, as I mentioned, we find out is um, Commodore Ulrich's uh, childhood love, who we find is like after he leaves the planet um, in the it's very just like very happy gay montage to some Mahler in the background of just like people playing in the woods and just like oh it's like you even like puffed up the screen made everything brighter and looks so oh this is so happy and gay this is not gonna end happily for either of them because Ulrich goes off to war and never comes back and then we find out that she gets married and then her husband goes off and dies the war as I guess we mentioned and now she's really sad because she's seeing her father-in-law lose his pride um basically he's it's just like oh it's like oh it's just such a sad little story it's like a way in which um the system of war is as a matter of fact to these um noble aristocrats who are on the peripheries of the empire it's not good for them either sort of presents like the case against war um and it's interesting because even though the veer veer and the viscount are small side characters they get so so well so much development it's like ridiculous it's just like i've seen 12 episode series with less development in these characters we see young veer who clutches on to young ulrich and just like oh please don't leave me i'll never be happy and he's like ah and then we see her now at this point of her life where she chooses to stay with the planet and it's just like you know what we're going to see it through too and we're going to display like the same nobility that um old man you know Kleingelt is going through and it's like and like Ulrich even comments it's like wow you've grown strong you've displayed qualities of what it means to be a good woman <laughs> and it's like ah oh, I love this here is the romantic or maybe you could say sentimental story where peripheral colonies are made to pay the price of their pride and potential well-being by decisions by the large powers and the large powers that being the alliance and the empire playing the game of intergalactic geopolitics and i guess you could say in the grand scheme of things veer and the viscount's display of courage and nobility doesn't really mean a lot um because like this is all part of like a grand scheme 
and like they just kind of have to swallow their pride and follow along and it's like ah this is cool but it's also pretty sad but that said um there's some like sentimental poetic like statements um between reinhardt and kirkyais back in odin over all the things that are going on here and it's it's kind of messed up it's like really messed up reinhardt comments how it feels like the rain came somewhere else and it's like in the previous scene we had just on the planet Kleingelt it was raining when all the troops were pulling out all the food and they were handing it over to the empire and then like after everybody left like the rain comes along and everything's beautiful as per um Reinhardt's words Kirk uh, Kirkai says that the rain is from an extinguished star the extinguished star would be like Kleingelt and like because this small star somewhere else was extinguished everything else looks so beautiful hence the like um Reinhardt becomes not only like the master over um the fate of these colonies but also like a weatherman who controls the weather and um can make things look so pretty because he can extinguish some life somewhere else and functions as a sacrifice but i mean as messed up as that is it's also interesting how um they play on the alliance uh alliance's attachment to the iconography of liberators and there's an um there's like a random commoners and it's like an old man and a young man on the planet kleingelt and the young man says hey the alliance will take care of us the alliance is made up of commoners like us and they're cool they're gonna liberate us and the old man just says i didn't ask to be liberated right so um it's interesting how they sort of deconstruct this um narrative of people going in and liberating a place where it's like you know this is what's really behind um all these citizens happily greeting and dancing a foreign invader is um intergalactic geopolitics and things may seem happy and cheery now but in the episodes to come it's not gonna be uh and you know we can already see that as young winley commented the empire's already probably made less mistakes um they are basically acting in the exact scenario that young winley said they would that is they're going to stretch the supply lines and they're going to starve the empire and they're going to pull a pincer move and that's probably going to suck well maybe not pincer move i don't exactly remember what comes forth but um they're already doing the first part that is stretching the alliance supply lines and you know that's not going to be good for them you know you got to play the art of war you can't just go in and be a blind opportunist you got to be good at your opportunism anyways thanks for listening that was episode 13 when the rain comes this is jefferson signing out send me email at dailyanimepodcast.gmail.com send me a tweet at dailyanimepod you can comment on the website dailyanimepodcast.com also as a little side note um because i can't read the japanese credits too well uh, I posted, I, I basically just shazammed the pieces of music in the little montages, and I posted links on the website. So if you want to know what they are, check them out. They're pretty fun tracks, songs. I'd love to hear back. And thanks for listening. Bye-bye. <laughs>